Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to have joining me Dr. David Weisenhorn, our Extension Specialist for Parenting and Child Development. Welcome, David. Well, thank you. David, I'm excited about today's topic, a summertime fun for the family. And I and I will say, you know, I feel like we're kind of in the dead heat of summer right now that, you know, once we kind of hit that summer midpoint and it feels like that, you know, maybe vacation's behind us or I've used all my tips and tricks to keep our kiddos entertained so that I'm not hearing I'm bored or I don't have anything to do. So I'm thrilled that you're here today to provide me with a whole new set of tips and tricks about keeping the family engaged during the summer months. Yeah, well, good. And I hope so, because these are some, these are some really good ones. I, ha- I am incorporating these. I am not one of those cooks that don't eat my own. <laughs> I am incorporating these into my own children's lives, and it has been fun, and I'm excited about making it all the way through the list. So I want to share a few things with you that, yeah, just like you said, the summers are warmer, the days are longer. And it can be really tough sometimes when the kids don't have, maybe they're out of school and they don't have camps. What do we do with them? How do we keep the, the children occupied? Just engaged. Yes. Like and what, not in front of the TV. Yes. And physically active. The first idea I have is this bike parade. This is a really fun and, uh, and fully active event that you can do with your children, right? Have the children post flyers. And this is really fun because they get an opportunity to create those flyers. What is it going to be? A bike parade for the neighborhood and encourage all the children around and in the neighborhood to come and play. Or if you live in an apartment complex or a condo, to invite the, the children in the, con- in the complex to come and be a part of this bike parade, right? They get to decorate their bikes so they can use flags and stick or streamers. They have to set a time, they get to set a date, and they even get to plan the bike route. So this can be really fun for the kids. And then once you have them ride, then the parents can either ride along in the parade, or if they themselves don't feel like they want to ride or they don't have a bike, they can stand there and cheer as the parade comes through, which can be a really fun and entertaining event for the children. So I think this is probably a win for the other parents in the in the neighborhood or in your apartment complex or whatever, as, as you said, because you're helping to engage other people's kiddos, yes. and that's that's always a win. And then I can also think about, especially if, if you live in a fairly close-knit community, other things that you could pair with it. So maybe maybe you do a neighborhood potluck mm-hmm. um, that kind of gets gets everyone out and, and engaged that, you know, it's not anything that has to be fancy or planned but or a lot of pre-planning or expensive, but just an opportunity to get to be with others. And, you know, the more that your kids are around other kids and playing with the other kids, the less they're at home complaining about being bored. You know, in an icy pop or something cold when they're all done or a pitcher of Kool-Aid at the end or, or lemonade can be a great way to celebrate that as well. And, and since we're talking about gathering the group, another idea is to have a neighborhood game night. 
this can be a lot of fun. And we're, we're doing that in our neighborhood. It's where we designate one night a week. And this can be every week or every other week. It doesn't have to be inconvenient in that way. But uh, you break out the kickball, you get the badminton or the wiffle ball bat and, and ball out and, and set up a game for the kids. And the adults have to play. That's the deal. Parents <laughs> have to be have to be a part of it. But it can be really fun the way you decide to switch up teams. Maybe it's dads and daughters versus moms and sons or, you know, the older kids versus the younger kids. But keep in mind, it's important to keep in mind the age of the children and keep the game appropriate for them. But let the goal be fun. And that's it. You know, there's nothing like a, a badminton game that can that can cause to create smiles across the whole group. So it's a lot of fun, and uh, can again involve multiple neighbors uh, and multiple f- friends in the in the area. I need you to come to our neighborhood to organize family game night. Actually, we have a small park that's in our neighborhood, and it wasn't too long ago that they did a dad's t-ball game, uh, which was which was kind of funny to watch. Um, <laughs> let's just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. But again, I like it, right? This idea mm-hmm. of just, and I think that's it. Enter back into some childish games, and there's a good website, and it'll post up. Uh, you, you'll be able to see that uh, on the link that we'll provide. But it's it's gameskidsplay.net, and there's a lot of different games on there. There's a lot of different rules. So if you've forgotten the rules of Foursquare, it'll be on there for you. So so no need to fret on that front. Another opportunity to to get together and engage with the children would be this backyard ninja courses, right? Everybody's hearing this, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the American Ninja Warrior. This is a great way you could get the hula hoops out, some jump ropes, old shoe boxes, and even throw a sprinkler in there. And I tell you what, the way you set it up can just be to your heart's desire. You can have the children help you set up the course, but have multiple stations where the kids get to race each other. And I think the race is the idea. And if you don't have multiple children and maybe you only have one child and you want to set this up, that's fine too. The way you handle that is you you have time lapse. Get your stopwatch or count and have them do this as many times as they can to see if they can beat the top score. And I tell you, as a parent, this has been a great, a great way to wear my children out. I was out. just thinking you're wearing them down. And <laughs> That's I'm going to say, David, I'm a little bit of a nervous Nelly. So when you said, you know, ninja course in the backyard, I'm envisioning, you know, a child hanging off of a gutter trying to swing to something <laughs> else. But then when you explained it, we can handle sprinklers and shoeboxes and some right, sidewalk uh, chalk. Hu- <laughs> That's it. Hula, hula hoop. Hoops. You know, I mean, they can either hula hoop or they can jump in the hoops or through the hoops. Or, there's a lot of different things that you can do with the, with, with the jump rope. They don't necessarily have to jump right. it. But maybe you make a creek and they've got to jump over the imaginary creek or the lava or whatever it is can be a lot of fun, really engage that creative part of our minds and, and really engage in, in bottom line, exhaust our children. So it can be really good. Uh, a couple of more, if these are a little high, I'm going to, I'm going to go to some that maybe don't require as much physical activity, but can still be really fun and really rewarding. The one that I think is, is most rewarding is this. Thank your local heroes. A really uh, a neat way to get children engaged and get their support of their local fire department and police department is to figure out how to how to make one of your favorite treats, either cookies or banana bread or whatever it is you like to make. Bake something nice and then have your children take it and, and visit your local fire department or police department. It's always nice to to call ahead and let them know you're coming. And even if you do that, they might give you a tour. So a really neat opportunity for them to see the police and fire department as well as, you know, they are such wonderful people and they love to engage children and show them that this is a good, healthy relationship 
relationship and good for them. And it's a great way to te- teach our kiddos appreciation, too, for, for these individuals that, that serve our local communities. Absolutely. I have to put this one in here because it's one of my favorite things to do, and that's to go fish. While fishing might not be for everybody, it kids really do love it. You know, a bobber and a hook with a worm on it can go a long way. And let me tell you, parents, it can be a good way for you to get that next chapter read. Or if you're in <laughs> a, a book club, you can get a few more pages. You know, it's amazing how they can they can stay calm enough to watch a bobber for a good 30, 40 minutes before it ever does anything. And as far as like putting a worm on the hook, they love to dig up the worms too. So it could be a full day's process. Okay. So now this might be out of your area of expertise, but you know, random questions pop in my mind mind while you're talking. So if you take a kiddo fishing, do they have to have a fishing license? No, they don't. And that's a really good question. They do not, as long as the adult or parent with them does have a license. Okay. There are places within Kentucky that you are not required because if they're in a state park, that's usually covered in the state park uh, fee when you go in. So you don't actually have to be licensed within those those parks. It's when you go on to, to Lake Pro, like Large Lake, Lake Cumberland or um, Harrington Lake. Those are larger lakes that would require some sort of licensing. But if if the adult has a license, it covers the child under the age of, I think it's 13. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, And then there's uh, catching fireflies. My goodness, what a great way to spend an evening. And again, to get some of those, those wiggles out of the children, right? Going and just getting a jar, some all aluminum foil and poking holes in it, and then waiting for the evening to come and they can go out and catch fireflies. You want to remember, though, that we always want to let them go before, <laughs> before we go into as much as they enjoy looking at them at night and wanting to illuminate the room. It's always wise to let them go. Uh, otherwise, you have to explain the death of all of those fireflies. Right. And, and this is something that, that can occupy my kids for quite some time and wears out some energy, too, of just running around trying to catch them. Yeah. And, and I want to I want to be mindful of those that may not have a large green space. Maybe they live in an area or apartment complex, as we mentioned earlier, that maybe there's not a lot of green grass around. And so where do we find these fireflies? You know, a local park or public area, sometimes the schoolyard. Is a great if you're mm-hmm. close enough to the school, going to the schoolyard and having the kids run around and catch fireflies there. It can be an excuse for a picnic dinner. It'd be a great way to get out and enjoy yourselves. The last thing I'll mention here is the host a neighborhood toy swap. Now this is something I haven't yet to do, but we're we're planning on it this weekend. Actually, uh, my wife and I are having a couple of different couples come over for a potluck, and there's going to be a neighborhood toy swap. And normally, what we do, Jennifer, is have my children like to give their toys away. Mm -hmm. And we're okay with that. They usually give whoever comes over, they'll give them a toy. But this is when you get the neighborhood. Again, we're we're going to incorporate the neighborhood families. Every child in in the neighborhood gets to bring a toy that they no longer play with. Right. These don't have to be new. Right. They can be however they are. And each child will place the toy on display when they get there, maybe in a garage or in the driveway or inside. And then each child gets to draw a number. And when that number comes up, then they have free reign. They can pick any toy there. This can be really exciting. It doesn't cost any money. And it it really kids really do enjoy enjoy getting something new, even if it's not brand new. It's just new to them. Yes, right. Yeah, it's new to them. And sometimes it's nice to have the story behind the toy of why it's been the favorite, but no longer is. So uh, these are some ideas that I hope are are going to be good for the summer fun and getting the family together and getting them active. 
This has been great, David. I've been making a list as we're talking so that I can go home and put these into action. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.